What's up, everybody? It's episode 25 of Beers in the Lot. This episode, we got to talk to Amber Moore, former defense woman for the Metropolitan Riveters of the NWHL. We talked to her about her hockey background, how she got started, and how her path led her to professional hockey. And we talked to her a bit about how she's drawing on her experiences to help show that hockey is for everyone. Welcome to episode 25. All right, well, let's open beers. Johnny, you want to lead us off? What you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Frederick Flying Dog's finest Thunder Peel. Ooh, yeah! Every orange, time I, uh, I I think of that one blank C blank C song, you know, you've been Thunder Peeled. I, I don't know. I just do it every, time. It's just like, every time, like I do it in my head when I go to the store to buy it, and when I see other people pick it up, I just like I hear that constantly in my head <laughs> i'm a child but it's okay Aaron, what are you what are you drinking tonight aaron you know i heard you bringing all these red shedman beers on the pod and i just decided i was going to give one a try i got a red shedman honey bourbon oh yeah this thing is a nine percent and oh, it wow. tastes so good it is like <laughs> it's like smooth uh, whiskey it's 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 delicious wow. yeah love them farmhouse guess brewery, you're not delightful guess you're not editing tonight <laughs> not if i have a few more of these <laughs> what are you drinking Daniel? so i'm probably gonna mess this up it's a ninkasi brewing company velociraptor or yeah velociraptor yeah oh and okay and it's yeah. another 19 ouncer just so you know <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> baby duty again Yes, baby dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only one have, beer. I'm gonna have one beer, but it's the equivalent of eight shots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What are you drinking, Rigo? So um I was I had like neglected to go over to uh Attaboy for a while, which is bad because they're still gonna help us out with one of our beer league teams. Uh so I went over to Attaboy and picked up Danny Bro West Coast IPA, which uh, is in honor of Danny and his newborn son and all the trauma and tribulation that he's going through right now. <laughs> oh. So okay. cheers, Danny, bro. Congrats. <laughs> uh, thank you. Cheers. Amber, what are you drinking? Um, well, yeah, I'm double fisting. So I have a margarita in one hand that we got Mexican food last night and they have some good marks. So we get them by the court. And then a Peroni in the other hand, which was a random, uh, random beer from from outside. Nice. Yeah, nothing too wild, but double, double fun. Beers and margaritas <laughs> and a lot. That's that's got yes. a good ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, welcome to the show, Amber Moore, former NWHL player for the Riveters. We are so excited that you decided to come on and talk to us tonight. Um, wait. We've we've got a bunch of questions for you. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped and excited to to get to speak with you all. Right on. So just so you know, Amber, if we like gaff or anything like that, need to take a break. It's fine. I, I edit it all up. So I just wanted to let you know. Good. All right. <laughs> you could swear on this, don't worry. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah, can yeah, swear yeah. if you want. Yeah. yeah. We're Love to drop person. a good f bomb. I'm ready yeah. for it. <laughs> Don't send it to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All 
Oh, we saw that one podcast where your mom was asking about the fish tank behind or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, I was asking for my mom. Yeah, that was last week. That was, it was actually hysterical. She sent me a picture today. She's now full on. I mean, it's like the, you know, an episode of what your parents did to your room when you left. Um, <laughs> and she's legitimately painting the wall to make it look like they are rocks. So it's behind the fish tank. And I was like, I just, this is some next <laughs> shit right now. I'm, like, I'm here for the ride though. I just keep getting the the messages and the picture updates. So <laughs> Christina Wilson, just what a, what a woman. <laughs> That's awesome. That's back in Sunnyvale. <laughs> yep. That is. Yeah. She's, she's back there. Uh, the rest of the gang, most of my siblings are also back in the Bay area. I have one, well, two rogue ones, one who's uh, in Maine and um, she's my older half sister, but she actually also played hockey and rugby back in the day. And then my other uh, sister's out in Wyoming, but everyone else, the crew's all all in the Bay Area. Cool. We've uh, we've come to hear that you grew up learning to play hockey in a parking lot of some importance to the Internet. I did. How, where did you all get your, your deep internet research? We're in the depths of the World Wide Web over there. <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, the well, can I say Netscape on this podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I, I, I did. Where, did. where does that fact exist? Yeah, there was, <laughs> um, when you were with the Riveters, there was an interview that you did and the and the person that interviewed you like put the whole transcript up on some like it's like a it's like a rangers like new york rangers kind of focused blog but i guess they were covering riveters also at the time and so that oh was all God. up there so like when we started like looking for stuff to talk about um we just like google search you know like amber moore riveters and that was like one of the top four things that came up on the search results. Definitely don't remember, but thanks. <laughs> it feel relevant. I was like, I was joking. I was joking last week. I was like, I played professional hockey for like a year, but it definitely like changed the rest of my life. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like, i some of the girls I play with now, like the women I'm playing with are like, just as good as I am and like didn't play pro. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, I'm happy to have the, the title and wear the badge, but you could have also totally played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do any of you all play on the firefighter team? Cause we no. no, no. Okay. No, no. Just had to ask no. Or are you out? You're out in Frederick though, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we uh wrecked some havoc finally against them. No, I'm like playing a women's <laughs> team now and it's like we like put together a hod like a hodgepodge team back in October. Um and or like Z did, uh the woman who does all the ref coordination. She's actually also refing yeah. in the in the bubble yeah, yeah. um up in Placid now, which is really cool. I, I cool. yeah, um and funny, awesome to see her on TV. But Oh, excuse me. Um, she put together like a hodgepodge team and we played the firefighters in October and like lost, like, I think it was like eight to four or whatever, but had a goalie that, um, love her to death, but just wasn't ready for it. Like I, even before we were like playing like three days, I was like, I was like, do you know, like, are you worried about getting a concussion again or anything? Like she's had like more concussion. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, and she was like, no, no, I think I'm going to be okay. I haven't played goalie in like six months. I was like, okay. Uh, but after that, it like sparked a fire and I was like, we need to revenge. We need to. <laughs> to play against the firefighters and win. Um, so anyways, <laughs> continuing. 
That's awesome. <laughs> Back to my Netscape childhood playing uh, roller hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously that's roller, right? So like you started in roller, a typical like I guess American kid playing yeah. hockey. V California right? so, too. Yeah, not, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, very Cali. Yeah, <laughs> very few. That, not a lot of ice, right? So. Yeah, I am admittedly though trash at roller. Like, can't stop. Like, you know, just not not great. Glad that didn't last long. <laughs> but then, uh, I, I, we saw too um, that you played for Triple uh, A Junior Sharks. Like, how how do you go from like starting out on roller and like not being very good at roller, and then end up in a Triple A program? Like, what's well, what's the what's the path? Right? Yeah. Well, uh, so hockey in California when I was growing up, it's definitely grown a ton. Like once actually, once the Sharks started to get better, like the interest in hockey in the Bay Area like grew exponentially, mm-hmm. and the interest in people playing. Um, but when I first started out, I mean, I played roller like kind of on and off and just like, you know, messing around uh, outside in the backyard and like sure, yeah. playing some street hockey. Um, but started playing ice like when I was in like third, third, fourth grade, um, around there after abandoning the Barbie quad skates and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, played for the blue diamonds, which were like one of the first California girls teams, like way back, way back when, and it was U 12. And it was like before the sharks, uh, had a junior sharks program. And like, they were like the San Jose blades, but they still skated like the sharks still skated at that same practice facility, which is named after like literally every, like a rotation of tech companies. Like it was Logitech and it was like, some, like it was right. just, it's so funny. It's like what tech company bought that like, um, Iceplex now, but anyways, uh, and then switched over and, and like played boys hockey up until I was Bantam. And then I, I mean, I'm like five, nine. So I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tall, I'm a tall lady. Um, but stopped playing boys hockey and then played like started playing like beer league women's and men's league and alongside mm. playing for the junior sharks, uh, which was great just cause like the competition was there and like, I just lived at the ice rink. I uh, used to yeah. skate at ice oasis, which great name for an ice rink, hysterical palm trees in the front, <laughs> like total, total vibe going on. Um, tragically closed, like within the last year, actually it was like wild, but, this guy, uh, Ken Yackel, who was like big Minnesota hockey guy had like run all the hockey programs there. And I would like literally live at the rink. Like I worked at like, I, I would ref work at clean solutions, which was a gear cleaning company and like go into the locker room after games and be like, get your skate, like get all your gear clean 2750 and like pick up the bags <laughs> and like, you know, make my little way, like pay, you know, Ben Brock, I was the oldest of five. Um, and then alongside that, like played junior sharks, uh, which was awesome. And like, definitely still it's a triple a program and they've grown like a ton since i've left but playing hockey in california like no matter what the cut is you have to be the one like really getting your neck out there and like to get looked at by college coaches because you are on the west coast and like it's just i remember like i (laughs) took a high school like a video editing class and i like cut together footage of myself like playing hockey on a cd <laughs> sent to acdc and sent like, it to college like coaches in the mail like, it, was like <laughs> it was just things that would never be strung together in a sentence now but that was like the reality <laughs> do you think that's still floating around out there somewhere Oh my gosh, I can only hope so. Probably the same thing we've got that Netscape fact. <laughs> so but that but that obviously worked, right? Because you end up at Cornell, which is 
you know, not a slouch program. Yeah, no, it, um, I mean, it was wild. Like when I was in eighth grade, I told my mom, I was like, I'm playing D1 hockey. Like, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And I like one of my buddies, um, Julie rising, she ended up skating at Bemidji for a year and skating at Syracuse. But, and my other buddy, uh, Jesse waters who ended up at Colgate, like we would like wake up at like, like 5am during the summer and like skate on dead ice, like at, at Logitech, which is the, where the sharks skate now and where the Juju Sharks yeah. skate. And I don't even know how we really like even maneuvered that. Like our, <laughs> our old coach, um, Tom Peterson, he used to play for the sharks for a little bit. And he played for Toronto for a bit. Uh, Tommy had a slap shot. Great guy. Um, also <laughs> is like the inventor of the green biscuit. I'll plug that. Like those oh, random, wow. like green pucks. Yeah. It's so funny. Aaron's um, favorite. I, I need some coupons. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never hear the end of it either because it hasn't well, helped my know. hands. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. Can't, can't I practiced with it. it. It's not the puck's fault. It's mine, but it hasn't helped my hands. Transforming brick hands. No, <laughs> no, but I, we used to like skate with Tom like mad early. And then, um, yeah, I don't even really know how it happened. But anyways, I was super set on playing college hockey and had like the support of some of my buddies who were also had like the same goal. So that was super helpful. And just being like, yeah. you know, we're all driving towards the same thing. Like Julie ended up going to Naha, which was like a hockey academy in Vermont. My mom was like, hell no, you're not going to a place that doesn't legitimately have like, I mean, whatever, like Naha has some <laughs> academics, but my mom <laughs> and then uh, got recruited at Shattuck St. Mary's. My mom's like 40 K for tuition. Nope. Not with it. Not with five kids. So I was like in California cutting my video, sending it out to coaches. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Um, but yeah, like did, I had official visits to like mostly Ivy's, um, and settled on Cornell for like, you know, the reason why every high school student settles on a college. I was like, they had great food. They have lots of different options for majors. I can do anything <laughs> I want here. And I was like, I had a great time on my official visit. Like I took, I went to Yale and like took the SAT too. There's not something to crowd, cloud your judgment about a place. It's taking a freaking <laughs> standardized the test when you're there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll wake up, see the hockey game on Friday, wake up at 8 a.m. and go take the SAT on Saturday in New, in New Haven. Yeah. Um, no. But no, I was happy I ended up at Cornell. It was like definitely the beginning of like the transformation that Cornell like went through. Um, not like they are, I mean, one of the top programs in the nation now. And yeah, like huge yeah. thanks to like, um, Doug Durag, who started coaching, I think it was the year before I joined the team or the, like, I, it could have also been my year, but like my year, they brought in like 14 freshmen, um, including Rebecca Johnston, who plays on the, who plays on team Canada. And I would argue is like one of the top three players in the world wow. and just like <laughs> yeah. phenomenal human, like so, so kind, so disgusting at hockey, like so humble, <laughs> like just, I mean, just watch any of the Olympic clips. She's number six on team Canada. And it's just like, she's, she's a boss. Um, but yeah, and it was definitely like I went from being a big fish in a small pond to being a small fish in a very large pond and like did a, a fair amount of floundering, like rode the pine, um, got to play my sophomore year and then, you know, played played my freshman year too. Um, and then like halfway through my sophomore year, there was like a, well, you know, different dynamics on a team when you have like I dressed but there was like 27 players on the team 21 dressed and like oh, it led yeah. to a, like really Ooh. interesting like team dynamic that wasn't like the most conducive for for everything so like eight of us ended up leaving the team at the end of my sophomore year um mm. which was a whole situation in itself but it was also like gave me a lot of time and space to like define who I was like in college outside of hockey although I right. did like a 
immediately jumped in and started playing rugby, um, which was good and a ton of fun. And I met like a huge, huge group of like really awesome women uh, and then tore my ACL my senior year. So that was <laughs> yet another opportunity to just be like, okay, cool. Like figure out who you are without sports entirely. Um, but yeah, it was fun. So where did, where did, uh, where did the Netherlands come in? Uh, oh, by yeah. the way, oh, my God. it's, it's really cool to meet a, a fellow Fulbright scholar. I oh, mean, you're full- oh, nice. Where, where'd you go? Give me, give me your well, rundown. You know, <laughs> my, my education up to that point really prepared me. And, uh, Fulbright said that I would be a prime candidate to continue on into middle school. So Fulbright Elementary School uh, oh was sw- <laughs> Actually, I gotten to use that joke before when I was seven years old. Uh, my family went to the Grand Canyon and a bunch of Fulbright scholars happened to see the bumper sticker on the car that I got out of and asked who the Fulbright scholar was. And then my mom pointed to me, so they thought that it was just incredible that I was a seven-year-old Fulbright scholar. They, they oh didn't read God. the fine print where it said Fulbright Elementary School. This is fantastic. That is hysterical. You also, I really hope it was like Fulbright, like student of the month. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's great. Wow, that's hysterical. Um, yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the rest of my resume rundown. So I yeah, I was in I was in Mississippi and uh teaching down there, taught high school bio, and it's like, man, if you ever want to go to another country, let me tell you, you can just travel down to Mississippi. It is part of our country and <laughs> but it's definitely like the realest of the real. I was like, oh holy cow, this still exists. Um, which I mean, like the, the things that are happening in Mississippi also exist in other places, but just in a lot more masked way. Right. Um, but was down there and then wanted to be closer to family. And my mom's originally from Jersey. Um, and so moved up to Brooklyn, New York and pretty quickly. And it was teaching at a, at a charter school up there. Um, and was pretty quickly like, okay, I need to like start playing hockey again. Like there's only so much like rollerblading on like legitimate back roads can like satiate my like love for hockey. Um, <laughs> but it also been like, you know, working back from an ACL tear and like a mm. complete, like I had full replacement of it. I'm a nice little dead person's ACL in me. I'm a little cadaver. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it was like, let me play hockey again. One of the guys that I was working with, like played at uh, Long Island city. And he was like, Oh, I just connect with the adult hockey director there. And so like reached out. I was like, Hey, I played at Cornell. Like, you know, would love to get back on the ice. Um, haven't played in a couple years other than, you know, like random summers. And he was like, Oh, I'll connect you with rich. And so he connected me with, um, rich Furlong, who's Danny Ryland's brother. And Danny Ryland's the, was the right. commissioner of the league until a couple yeah. months ago. Um, and rich is like reaches out and he's like, yeah, like my sister played in Northeastern. You probably like run in the same circles. And so I started playing on Rich's team and then it was just like, you know, just like casual beer league hockey, which was awesome. It's perfect. Just what I was looking for. Um, and then Danny was like, you should come out and we, you know, we have this, this tournament team and we're going up to Lake Placid. And so I remember like emailing out to listserv. I was like, who's going from Brooklyn? And like my, my now like good friend Cherie was like, oh, I'm leaving from Brooklyn. I was like, all right, can I catch a ride with you? And so I like get in the car with like Cherie and like two other buddies that I, I like don't know anyone. And I, we go up to Lake Placid, have an absolute blast. Like Danny is hysterical. Um, the team like really gels. It's a bunch of women who like used to play in college. And we, at the end, like win the tournament. It's like empires stay at our buddy's house. 
and had a, had a great time. And at the end, we're like, well, maybe we should like just put a team in for nationals. Um, and hmm. so put it like the same team together, go out to Green Bay, have a blast. And like Danny started to talk about how she's like, you know, forming this league and we're in Green Bay at nationals and like the news breaks to like Yahoo, like someone like leaked it, that it was like starting, but then nobody huh. was starting. <laughs> um, and so that was like the weekend where it's like everything sort of exploded. And Danny asked Sheree and I, the woman who like picked me up originally back, you know, back to drive up to like Blasted, like she was like, you both should totally try out. Um, so we tried out, got a spot as like practice players on the squad. Both Sheree and I are like, we don't know what we're signing up for. I was like, I haven't played like that in like seven years. Like, like this is, you know, this is so awesome. But like, also it's like, it was like a wild opportunity. And I was also like, all right, this is, you know, I went from like not playing hockey to, to just like diving full in full into this um but it was definitely like by and large like one of the best decisions that i made in my life um so the first season it was just like electric we were playing in brooklyn like had had the opportunity to just like be there for like all those like red ribbon cutting moments of like like the city and like giving us certificates and like like the rivers fans were like phenomenal um and so many of the same faces i think this is like one of the coolest pieces like so many of the same faces that are like in the game now like eric ayala who's doing like the play-by-play commentating now Mm -hmm. was like there the first season and was like her and her sister jessica like running around like (laughs) so excited about women's hockey and it's just like this is possible like we're filling you know aviator sports (laughs) complex like out in flatbush brooklyn like with fans and then it was like the partnership with the devils and I was yeah. going to grad school at Columbia, like at the same time. So I was like working full time, going to grad school part time <laughs> and like playing on the Riveters on the weekends. Like there was a time where I was like on a bus coming, came home from Buffalo, got in at 5 a.m., was like in my classroom at 7 a.m. And Whoa. it was just like fucking Whoa. zombie. I, like, I don't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of sleep that I used to run off of when I was 27, very different than the amount of sleep I need now. <laughs> I, I feel for you, whoever just had a kid. I, yeah. My wife and I got like a puppy and I was like, ooh, this is good. I think this might, I might have maxed out. By <laughs> but. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, but then once they moved out to Brooklyn or from Brooklyn out to Jersey, I was like the whole piece with like grad school working full time, like mm. not, you know, not there. It's not as sustainable. And still, I mean, still, if you were living in New York City, it's, it's definitely not um, sustainable like salary to live off of, which is the tragic yeah. truth of like where it is now. And like, you know, the clear gap between where it is now and like where it needs to be. And like that same gap has been bridged in like women's soccer and it's been bridged in the WNBA. And it's like, a ma- it's only a matter of time. And I think that this past, I mean, the bubble and also just like the Olympics, like shows that like people are interested in women's sports and like it is a gap that can't be bridged. Um, so I think that's huge. But the to get back to the Fulbright thing. So yeah, I was going to grad school, <laughs> go, working full time, made the decision that I got asked back to play for the second year. But I was like, this is awesome, but like I have to make a living. Um, <laughs> so like I had to make that choice, and I was like, you know, this sucks, but like I also like need a graduate degree and blah blah blah. Like I have you know other things to write. Um, but had always wanted to you know study education policy at like a larger, more macro level, and so applied for the Fulbright, um, and was able to go to the Netherlands, which. I brought two bags to the Netherlands and you better believe one of them was my hockey gear. Like it was, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and like an amazing experience. I mean, I lived like by myself, I'm the oldest of five, but like lived by myself. I had, I had a roommate, but like it was, I was on my own in another country for like right. the first time. I'm like, right. this is, 
this is a big thing. Um, but like had reached out like six months prior to a, like my buddy who I played ball hockey with on the U.S. team. Um, her she had like lived in the Netherlands with her husband um, out in Utrecht, and so she like connected me with like a couple of contacts that she had, and it was like you know just the same way that like we got connected. It's like the hockey coconut tree, and like all of a sudden you're like talking yeah. to someone who yeah. you don't know, but you kind of know like five of other people, and they know them. <laughs> Um, and ended up playing on this team called Cool Mokum, which is like a old like Yiddish like phrase for Amsterdam. And they were hysterical. I love them so much. Like one of the guys, like Chaco, like used to play. He played on the uh, like the you know miracle Olympic year. Like he played on the the Dutch team uh, and like in Lake Placid. And wow, the European <laughs> game is also like so different. Like they like pass it was so funny, it was so funny. like any, like, any men beer league you go to you're like oh am am i gonna get to like are they gonna pass me the puck or are they just right. gonna be sort of like assholes and like you know right. puck puck around, yeah. yeah yeah and it was like the first time i like i remember like looking at them and we would always like go to this little bar afterwards and like have drinks on like every tuesday night after practice which was just a scrimmage it was like this 93 year old man like when who would come out and like drop the puck and blow the whistle every minute and a half and i remember like <laughs> looking at them and just being like you guys i mean this in like the highest compliment like you all play like women like you <laughs> see the ice well you set up plays you pass the puck like to the point where sometimes i was just like just fucking shoot like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was yeah it was hysterical so that was a fulbright then i moved you know to dc and uh and here we are but yeah, yeah there's there's like some yeah and played and now i'm like coaching a women's team it was it was funny my wife wanted to get involved in hockey when i moved here and i was like you know this is like uh i was like this is like a commitment like this is like an every weekend sort of thing and like we'll be at the rink and she's like you just don't want me to play and i was like that's not what i'm saying I'm just i've been like i've lived this life before and like this is what it sort of entails and so it was so it was funny slash not funny but she like due to like other commitments and like she got she got injured um like her first year she's fine now and she's she's back to playing um and clearly very involved in hockey but she uh, she ended up making, I think, like three games the first season. I was like coaching. So I was at the rink like every single weekend. And Lindsay's like, all right, I'm going to go to Minnesota and like hang out with my uncle and go to a Vikings game. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, this is what I said would happen. Uh, but it's, it's so funny. So now it's like I'm coaching um, and playing on this women's team, uh, Chesapeake Bay Lightning, that has been an absolute yeah. blast. and like doing some heavy, heavy handed recruiting, um, for the team, which has been so funny. I went from like zero to a hundred. I was like, I don't know if I want to play organized hockey again. And I'm like, all right. And you went to RPI, like come play with us. And like, <laughs> I was like my buddy stretch who coaches the riveters, like moved to Baltimore. And I was like, you have to play on our team. It's going to be great. And now she's like recruiting people too. She's like Lando who plays on the Connecticut whale. She's like, come down on the 27th. We're going to play at Wayne's oh, Pond. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I mean, it's a lot like, you you know like hockey is it's the greatest game it's the greatest it's, game so. and it, it's it's a small community right so like, yep. oh yeah like you said like it's it's i know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody else and that's how you do it i want to go yeah. back to what you said like when you told the guys in in the netherlands like you play like women yeah so <laughs> i don't know if this is a serious question or not but so john and i uh well, John doesn't coach anymore, but I still coach youth hockey because my son's mm -hmm. still playing, right, and everything. How and old's your son? He's uh, he'll be turning thirteen in March, so he's oh. Pee Wee, twelve U, right? So nice. But but we've always had 
um, at least, you know, half a dozen to like 10 girls playing in the programs, which is mm -hmm. awesome. And it's starting to grow, which is awesome. But what I've noticed is like the, the girls, especially at those ages are way more coachable than, oh, yeah. than the boys are. And, <laughs> and I, what I, what I wanted to ask was why, like, why is that? I mean, I, I have my own like theory. Developmentally, I, I could give you my teacher answer. No. <laughs> well, well, either well, either that or you know your, you know your personal opinion. But like, yeah. I just I I always find that like they're way more coachable. And there was a situation uh, two seasons ago where we we took you know we took the boys to a tournament and uh, we played against. Uh, an all girls team that was at like, it was like an A level or something, whatever mm -hmm. the tournament was. And the girls absolutely killed our boys. And I told mm -hmm. them before the game, because they were all like, it's a girls team. It's a girls team. I said, you guys need to stop focusing on that. Yeah. You need, to you need to focus on like what you need to do in this game. Like these are the things that the, you know, these are the three or four things that we need to try and accomplish whether we win or lose. Right. And mm -hmm. they just, I don't know if they were distracted or like what, what was going on, but like they got completely just killed in the game and we come well, back off the ice. They were probably just worse at hockey. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm, honestly, like, and the thing was, is I, I, it was great because the coaches and I would go back in the room and I go through the three or four things that we were going to do or we wanted to try and do. And I said, I said, tell me what, what they did. Right. And I was, they're like, you know, they have different answers and stuff. I said, no, no, no. They did the things that we asked you guys to do because their coaches are probably asking the same thing. And they're like responding to that. You, you guys are not responding to that. That's the difference. And the light bulb did, it didn't go off. Right. Cause they don't <laughs> understand at that age, but like, but that, that's the, so, so my question yeah. really is like, like, what is that? Like, you know, obviously developmentally they're ahead, but like, what is that <laughs> difference? Right? Like why, Yeah. They, you know, it's well, just, I, don't, I mean, I think that like, I don't know, like the, like my, my gut answer and I mean, take this for what it's worth, but I think that there's a lot of like conditioning for boys where they like. Mm end up thinking that a lot of what they're doing is like right and getting validated. And right. for girls, it's like not always that case. It's sort of like, okay, like tread a little bit more lightly. And then I also think the dynamic of like having women or like having girls like playing hockey, you already like see that gender dynamic and you already sort of know that you're in a territory that like it's becoming more and more like a game where both men and women are able to play. Um, but at the same time, it's like the resounding narrative is that, it's men's hockey and women are playing it. Like mm. even when we played the fucking firefighters, somebody was right. like, you're playing, like it was getting physical. Like they, like literally in one of the pictures, it's hysterical, but they're like pushing, like, like shoving one of our players. Who's like maybe four eleven, like in front of them. <laughs> and they're like, you're playing men's hockey. And I was like, half of us on the ice are women. We're all playing hockey. Right. Like, it's just know? hockey. And so, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like that mentality sort of, of for like a young girl too, of knowing that it's like you're playing a sport inherently that like you aren't like the narrative isn't that you're going to be great at it, you know? Mm. 
And so I think that at least in my mind, it's makes me eager for feedback and eager to get better and eager to beat some boys. You know, it gives you that motivation, like, right? Like, yeah, yeah. a little extra yeah. juice when you, when you yeah. use that. I know Eric, it was funny him mentioning us coaching girls, and that was my first head coaching gig essentially. So I was coaching, doing private lessons and then group skills class and summer clinics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they had a two girls teams at our rink. And this was years and years ago before Eric started coaching and they had a U14 team and then a U12 team. But the U12 team essentially was a U10 team, but they had one girl who was 11. So she had to play with the U12s pretty much. And mm-hmm. they they lost the coach, whoever it was, you know, two days before that guy decided to bail. And it was something where the hockey director was like, hey, um, do you want to coach a team this year? And I was kind of you know it's like i kind of like you know doing the classes and the private lessons i kind of make my own schedule you know i'm not living there completely at the rink and i you know i was like well when when's a practice i'll go run a few practices and i never mm-hmm. heard that it was a girls team not that there's anything bad with that um but i i showed up and i'm like oh it's the girls team and i come from a family i have a twin and a younger brother and grew up playing with all boys so in terms of coaching you know, girls are being around a, a ton in the sports environment. It was very minute, but it was still mm-hmm. one of the best seasons I ever had because any aspect regarding a team, not only were the girls fully in, but they were more invested in the whole team concept. They didn't care if they scored goals that day as long as they won versus mm-hmm. boys at that age, even if they could win a hundred to nothing and there's a kid pouting in the corner. He's like, well, Johnny got three goals and I only got one. It's not mm-hmm. fair. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. And especially at that age, it's more, you know, skills and hockey and fun and team. And I, I still say that was the best experience I had coaching. And we beat a ton of boys teams that year too. That was yeah, pretty awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm like, well, I'm 32 and I'm like, we beat the firefighters. I just want to know. But I remember, I remember kind of very similar to what Eric said. I remember, so I would do private lessons for some of the kids and the, you know, in the squirt division, when they would play some of the girls teams, like, oh, we play your girls team this weekend. It's a it's a boy being a young boy, like we're going to beat those girls. Ha ha. And mm-hmm. I was always kind of joking, like, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I watched your last yeah. game. Our girls are skating a little better than you guys. And yeah. sure enough, there would always be one or two, you know, little boys who got their hearts broken because they got shut out or something by the girls. team. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah. it, it was always fun. And I do. I love that kind of about youth sports like you see you see an interesting dynamic right off the bat regardless Mm -hmm. and and i i only can say it for hockey but i'm sure it's the same for all sports really you know especially Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma i mean clearly even going up to the beer leagues with the firefighters you know going you guys are playing men's (laughs) hockey but really at the end of the day like you said it's it's hockey that's all it is it's hockey it doesn't matter like literally 50 percent of the people on the ice are women (laughs) it's even it's even funny kind of what you said about when you played over the netherlands with the jerry hat tricks over there um all the old guys just like how how it was you're still doing the same thing after the game where even though it's a practice, everyone wants to yeah. scrimmage. No one wants to do drills when you're above the age of like, I mean, probably 10, really. I mean, realistically, we all want to kind of play game stuff. But you would go out for beers or drinks and you're just shooting the shit. And yeah. it's the same over there. I'm sure it's the same everywhere. 
So yeah, I mean, parking, talk about beers in the lot really exploded with COVID. Great name. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you all are playing hockey currently. The, the things that we've done in parking lots uh, since we started playing again, I was like, this is well, wild. Why haven't we been doing this all along? <laughs> you, you, you don't know the half of it from our part. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't know the half, seriously. Do you, you all have, like, a fire pit? We've, like, played spike ball before. <laughs> oh, like, we're really we going fire pit. We the have, fire pit we have stories subject. for 45 minutes about <laughs> yeah. fire pits and burn barrels. And and shopping <laughs> carts <laughs> that are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know how Animal, <laughs> wildlife, strange yeah. characters that come through, you, you, have, you have no idea. <laughs> Parking oh, lots, wow. parking lots are where it's at. <laughs> it's a episode just to hear about the wildlife. shopping carts. We have guys with guitars. Yeah, guys. Oh, that's cars, that's a good that's a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's hysterical. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's been great. I was like, I don't know if I'll ever go back to a locker room. This is like, I don't get kicked uh, out. You know, like yeah, there's always yeah. like a back to back people booked in locker rooms. So the number of times I've been like, you know tapped by a youth hockey person being like you guys oh, need to stop yeah. drinking in the locker room and we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're i think we're pretty fortunate we've been doing the parking lot shtick for a long time just due to the fact that we have a ton of guys that we play with regularly and also we're pretty fortunate with our sunday slots most times where we have like yeah. an eight and nine o'clock slots so there's normally a a 10 o'clock and then like a 10 30 game yeah, uh, yeah. You know, right after us. So we've been pretty fortunate where we go out and we can, you know, just enjoy kind of just hanging out, shooting the shit. And Nothing stuff good like happens after do. midnight, though. This is right. true. The, we <laughs> have to leave yeah. by midnight. We have a midnight rule. Nothing well, as long as the beer is after cracked, midnight. cracked before midnight. <laughs> yeah. Right. At can, if, as long as you yeah. open the last beer before midnight, it could be at 11 59, 59. Doesn't matter. <laughs> last beer's open before midnight, and then we're done because. Lots of things have happened after midnight that the stories that can't be makes told. Makes for a tough Monday. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's too funny. No, that's the best. <laughs> oh, man. So going back, going back to, uh, you were talking about it before that you basically had to make a choice between playing hockey and possibly not knowing if you were going to make enough money and pursue oh, yeah, a career. Uh, yeah. it made me think of, uh, one of the Buffalo Buttes players who's, who had to, who had to work and couldn't yeah, go Kersey. to the Buffalo Taylor or Kersey. Yeah. Or a little Kersey. I know. Uh, Lindsay, She's a captain. my wife was, yeah, my wife ah. was just talking about, um, about how big, I mean, the Kersey dent has been, I don't know if you all have been following the scores of the bubble, but wow. they just, I mean, they got slammed by Boston. I mean, Boston's looking great. Bracken's looking great, but I mean, Lindsay was even talking on on Open Ice tonight. She was like, Akursi's absence is definitely being felt. Like, mm. Buffalo needs someone to put yeah. put the puck in the back of the net, and the goaltender's, like, standing on her head. So, mm. got to help her out. amazing. But, yeah, yeah the, forward, so, the forward presence on the Buttes is just, it's not, hasn't been there like it's been on some of the other, definitely not like it's been on the Pride. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the pride in yeah. Toronto is also looking looking yeah. so good. Six out of four stars, but man, I know. <laughs> After game the two, Rivers, they they picked it up. Glad the Rivs got that one W though. <laughs> I, was like, Hold on I know. I was I was I was really following. I was really upset they got COVID actually because I was tweeting about it and I just couldn't bring myself to you know kind of either jump on a wagon of another team or go oh I'll start you know following this team. It was kind of 
really in on the riveters, so I was like, as you should be. This is the right bad. answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, it's funny. It's funny now. This week, we're talking about all the goals that are being scored in the bubble, mm-hmm. and a week ago for all the games, it was more. Man, the goalies are so good. What's going on here? Like, no one can score. I mean, the Riveters mm-hmm. lost that one game. They scored with what? Oh my god! Ten, Ten seconds, seconds left. Ten seconds left. No, on a five on three. Yeah, on a five on three. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not good. And I was I was watching that, and the whole time, like, get to OT, get to OT. Just yeah. like a normal hockey game, it's the same thing. When it's the end of regulation, mm-hmm. you have a penalty kill. It just it makes me bite my knuckles, regardless. Of what's going right? on. I'm like, right. Oh, just get to OT. Just get to OT. Get to OT. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It was oh. so sad. So sad. Oh, God. Such a close game. But I mean, hmm. yeah. The history of penalties on the Riveters is not, it's not a short <laughs> list. Especially not to call out Packer, but geez Louise. Ugh. Well, <laughs> weren't, you, weren't you involved in like a line brawl? On the river. I was. That came yeah. up definitely next to the Netscape fact. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Along with my mom and the fish. Um, yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. And I mean, say, like, I, I mean, I was joking with one of my new teammates. I was like, if, if there's anyone I'm ever going to stand up for, it's definitely Stretchy. Um, but Stretchy is like, co- I mean, she's coaching the Rivers now, but is on her way back currently from, from like Placid through a couple of going through a couple hoops first to get mm. home. But uh, she, yeah, was captain of the Riveters. And that girl, you saw probably on YouTube, dirty as fuck. She, like, just went across <laughs> She came in full that. speed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like, I mean, transparently, like, right before, it was funny, I didn't share this last week, but I'll share it here, because why not? Uh, no, like, transparently, like, right before the Riveters season, like, I had, like, gone through this breakup. And I think I had, like, some pent-up, like, aggression. Definitely. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a gentle giant. Like, I, any penalty I get, it's just because I'm a big girl. It's not because I'm, like, intentionally trying to hack you. Although last night when I was playing goalie, I was, like, jumping out at things. Because I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, let me yeah. just try to jump. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, like, saw red. Like, couldn't even really tell you about the moment. It was just, like that's messed up and then just went and punched i was like i've never punched anyone in my life um but yeah so that happened and then everyone came off the bench and it was so funny because danny had like said jokingly like jokingly at the beginning of the season like someone had brought up fighting and danny was like yeah whatever just get it on camera if you do it yeah right (laughs) And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, and that whole thing happened. And that's like, you know, my claim to fame now. I'm like, yep, <laughs> this is <laughs> so don't expect that. Um, yeah, in the future, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was hysterical. But I would stand up for stretching a battle for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, there's I mean, <laughs> funny you mentioned that. It's like the same thing. Like there are certain things that could happen on the ice to certain people and i probably wouldn't do a thing about it knowing mm-hmm. myself i would chime in of course with my mouth that's what i'm good at yeah. but there are a few things depending on who does it i would definitely i'd cross check them from behind sleuth on them whatever you know it's the way it works you kind of <laughs> yeah. like oh that's my, my teammate you scumbag I've been trying to work on my chirp game. What's your best chirp? Oh boy. Uh, 
we'd have to we have to cut some of this. We can't. We can't. Well, John has a distinct advantage because he plays the same people over and over again, so he knows everything about them. That's, well, no, he can well, cut straight to the core. No, we all do because like no, because we play with the same sixty guys every week. So like, but it's it's, not, it's about you know, it's about what's effective for that day too. Can you, can you walk me through your process? Like how do you find <laughs> so, that one that really so normally, So there's, so there's, so there's a few things. So I, I'll be honest. I, I wouldn't say this is chirping one oh one, but I guess it depends. Cause we'll have to no, cut some of this. We'll have to, well, we'll have to cut some of this. So if it's something where let's say said skater just keeps doing the same dumb mistake, like a offsides mm-hmm. and you, they either get on your nerves where they touch you with a stick. However, if they make, make a mistake or you know they're going to make a mistake just shout out that mistake at them as they're either doing it or on the ice so there's a few defensemen in our league where i know if they have the puck i'm instantly shouting as i'm going in on a four check you'll cough it up don't worry like just yell at them <laughs> stuff like that like pass it up the board shoot it okay, okay. um and then oh, if okay. you really want to just get mean you just kind of like stay stuff like about how they're mom should have swallowed them and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, like really just like, I've said it, I've said it to people before. Like, I Make sure Andy, the episode uh, is, is set to explicit. Well, there was, oh. No, actually, it wasn't. There, we played, we played John's, we played in our Johnstown tournament, same, same tournament that Goody goes in. And there was this guy on the other team named Dragoon. That was his last name on the Jersey. Oh and he just kind of like would, hack people here and there well we have a guy on our team who for some odd reason every time he goes up there he thinks he's billy badass and he'll like go into situations like he's either going to start something or do something and then at the last second he doesn't defend himself kind (laughs) of where you play hockey long enough you know so if if it's kind of in the in between play and i'm just randomly skating up to you with kind of Mm -hmm. a look on my face you know to either have your hands get your hands off your chest or like yeah. your hand, like you're alert, you're ready. Well, he mm-hmm. will do kind of that until he gets like five feet and then he drops his hands and kind of just stares at him. Well, so <laughs> he got, he got dropped. And so t- two things are kind of funny. He got dropped. I started laughing, but I did start skating over there. Um, mm-hmm. And the guy I'm, I'm five one. So I'm, I'm kind of short kind of mm-hmm. actually. Um, so <laughs> you're saying you're no, five you are so. you're like actually yeah, so, five feet. Yeah. So you see that five, same yeah. sort of energy is what you take to the ice. That's uh, yeah. yeah, that's it right that's there. It. That's it right there. <laughs> but so, so, you know, I've heard every single short joke in the history of me. I also get ahead of some of them. Just because it's mm-hmm. easy to poke fun of myself, and I'm a and then you just believer. like lean in. Well, and I'm a firm believer of if you can't make fun of yourself or take a joke, yeah, you can't make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So you so turn the, around and you're like, I'm actually four eleven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so he, you know, he was chirping the midget stuff, and I just. Mm-hmm. He had the dragon. I was like, go watch Game of Thrones and jerk off the dragons, you fucking loser. <laughs> he like the worst, the worst, the best thing is like two people on our own team. One was, I think one was goody, because it was kind of there. He goes, Did you tell him to go jerk off the dragons? I was like, Yeah. So he's like, and he's like, he's like, why in the world does that even make sense? I'm like, you didn't see his name? He's like, oh wow, that's like high level stuff. Yeah, like that's, some deep, <laughs> that's some deep like, shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
that yeah. dragon bird. I mean, flame. I, I've <laughs> used that. I've actually I've used that like tons of times, just because a lot of people are so like that doesn't even make sense. Why are you saying that? Like they <laughs> they kind of stop. Like it's just I know. You, oh, you catch them off guard, guard, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I appreciate this lesson. Yeah. I feel like my chirps are normally I'm like, your skate's inside. And they're like, oh, God, I have nothing else. Tell it to the firefighters. They won't know what to do. They'll be confused. <laughs> go, go watch Game of Thrones and jerk off to dragons. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. They don't have a dragon. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Some people play with their hoses. Go play with their hoses. Yeah, go play. With yeah, go like play that. with their hose. Yeah. 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 Tell them to tell them to grow go uh grow a mustache and sit around. Just tell them yeah, they already have too many. I was like, I was calling the one guy Mr. Potato Head. I was like, Oh yeah. See? yeah. You're fine. You don't need any help. You're fine. If you're doing that, if you're doing that stuff. Uh, well, all behind the back, not in the moment. I gotta like quicken up the I like the process though. That's Figure my out problem. what they're doing and then yell at them. Yeah, yeah, it's like the next day for me. It's like, man, that would have been so good. <laughs> John, I think John had the best nickname for somebody. Oh, Stretchkin. Oh yeah, that dude. Oh, he yeah. was like, he was like three hundred pounds and just good enough to think that he was good, even though he's still bad. Oh, uh, he was a dick, and he was he was filling up that jersey. And he it had was like a an NHL shop that NHL.com Ovechkin Capitals like licensed jersey in a like a pickup or something, and he was he was filling up that what? jersey. Yeah, we we called him Ostretchkin. Ostretchkin. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh that is too funny. Wow. The, I guess I'm the resident jerk. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I've been on your team numerous times. You're chirping me when I'm coming out of our own zone. Oh, yeah. He yells at everybody. He yells at everybody. It He's matter. indiscriminate. Yeah, that's how that you is. get good at it, though. Just yeah, you got to practice it. Yeah, don't stand in the line <laughs> of fire. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, even, I mean, and you're probably the same way playing with the same people. Even if you kind of chirp your teammates, I find it, I I like chirping my own teammates better because I think it brings us closer together in a funny way. Because mm-hmm. then when I make a mistake, if no one says anything, then I'm a little upset. Because I don't want to yeah. yell at yeah. myself, then I, yeah. then I, then I seem like a crazy person. But yeah, <laughs> like, but but also so we funny. play like I said the same sixty guys. So and some are they're almost accustomed to it. They know they're going to get yelled at at this point. Or sharp this is great. Makes our did you guys everything did you play against around. the donkeys then? Well, so or like yeah. in normal times as the bros. Yeah, so but we, we did, did once. Yeah. So the league, the league where it's like the same sixty guys. That's the old fat ball guys hockey uh-huh. league, which is it's like a social club. It's like the Elks or the Eagles or whatever. <laughs> so like, it's supposed to be over thirty five, but like, it's not really. Like, there's some there's some guys that are you know younger or whatever. But it's all about attitude, right? Like, there's no mm-hmm. dicks. You know, yeah. and, you know, nobody's getting really upset about things that are going on out there. Like, you know, John can run his mouth and do whatever and like nobody's gonna get super upset at him. 
and stuff because everybody knows. Somebody can throw and, their stick like a spear and nothing <laughs> happens. Yeah. yeah, well, no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might somebody, get an email. Yeah, somebody you might get, get an email. <laughs> yeah, somebody might get an email for, right, throwing their stick like a spear at somebody after they got bumped into or whatever. Yeah. It was no one here, and, I can say and, that. No, no one, definitely not. There. None of us. And then they went, they went up to the never. other guy and they like kind of like grabbed their jersey and shook them around a little bit and they got a penalty for roughing for that not for throwing their stick there's there's a spearing like penalty this right. is like the perfect time but, for spearing but it, but it wasn't like spearing yeah it wasn't like a jabbing your stick it was, at it it was like a it was, javelin it was like trying to hunt like a gazelle like and was, i'm pretty sure was, like, Aaron, and i'm and i'm i'm pretty sure Aaron, if you throw your stick like a spear that's not a spear. That's a match penalty. Last time I checked. Yeah, yeah like get out. There's a hundred like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, but but other than that, uh, other everybody's than that, no everybody's one, no pretty. Cool. Everybody's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and right? and, and then, we've had and, flare ups too. We've had the, little flare ups. Yeah. The whole beers in the lot concept uh, really came from what happens after those games. So it's it's sixty mm -hmm. guys. It's four teams. We redraft the teams. Uh, every you know oh. three months, whatever the season is, right? Uh -huh. uh, There's never then, been an instance where all four of us were on the same team. There's right. rarely been an instance where three and of then, us were on the same team. And then after oh, wow. after yeah. the after the two games, all all four teams are outside in the parking lot, hanging out, talking, ah. telling stories, talking about what happened in the games, making fun of each other talking about movies, talking about music, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's really like where, like that we stole the concept from OFBG essentially, like, you know, <laughs> but as far as donkeys, <laughs> go, actually, like, we will play with them. Like a lot of times uh, we, we get some of the guys that play donkeys that are, you know, crossover yeah, friends and all that. Like most of them, but see, then so. there's like the skate Frederick adult hockey league, which is what the donkeys usually not like, as exclusive. Like, right. So it's just like, that's yeah. like the general population, right? Yeah. At Skate Frederick. <laughs> yeah. Right? Civilians. So, Gen the civilians. Gen yeah. Right? Gen and so, Gen so the don <laughs> so, so the donkeys have like, they usually have like three or four teams in at different levels, right? So there's A, B, C, D, whatever it is, right? And so those of us who play in that league too, deal with the donkeys all the time and sounds you like know, you're done with them <laughs> there's there's some good like there's some good there's some good people on some of the donkeys teams but in i mean we don't want to make generalizations right <laughs> but in general uh when you're playing a donkeys team you could expect some sort of dickish behavior to happen some you know yeah. somebody's taking the game too seriously you know, I even think, though you we're... know, haven't haven't played a season in summer at Laurel, I could see how that could potentially be the case. <laughs> no, no <laughs> way, not that. No, I have to no. Say. <laughs> not so, them. No, so, say it ain't so. So, <laughs> so you know, like again, like okay, so my beer tonight was from Attaboy Beer, which is a local brewery in Frederick, and that team came out of a a, a couple different teams that were in the adult league. Uh, one of one of the players happens to be the owner and head brewer over there. So we started 
uh, playing as Attaboy, and we've played against the Donkeys numerous times, and every time we play against them, uh, there's some kind of bullshit that goes on. We, we could play every other team. We could play teams that are full, you know, in the summertime, we could play teams that are full of kids that are still in college, you know, and they, they have whatever's going on in their head and their competitive spirit or whatever, but it's still a clean game. Whenever we play mm -hmm. the donkeys, it's like there's some bullshit that goes on. And well, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I have like the whole backstory because I have, I mean, I have like a couple select donkey slices, right? So like I played the gold summer league two years ago with the donkeys and then befriended Dylan, who then like connected me with Maddie and like right on, yeah. Dylan all the time. Yeah. And, and Dylan's good people, man. Little, like he's his he's little cool. tent in the Laurel yeah. parking yeah. lot. We like, yeah. walk, <laughs> we like walk out of Laurel or skating there on Saturday night. We walk out my wife's like, uh -huh. who set up the tent? And I was like, Oh, that's Dylan. I was like, Dude, yeah. And he's like, like fully cannot see me. <laughs> She's like, Hey, who's a creepy guy over there in the tent? Yeah. And I was like, that's my friend. This man. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm going to go bring him this bag of food. Oh, it's like a but, like two, a ginormous tent. I was like, wow, <laughs> everyone is just one, getting very creative. <laughs> and two, that's that's the other thing because when we played Rigsby and I played on a team years ago, the Dirt Bags, yeah. and we would mm -hmm. always play the Donkeys, and we would massacre other teams just because at that time everyone was lumped together. Whether you're B, C, A, it yeah, didn't matter. Yeah, we would massacre other teams and have a blast. Wouldn't wouldn't have a single issue. You know, those guys would, I mean, they didn't like that the game was out of hand, but we also weren't mean about it. You know, we weren't, we weren't doing anything crazy. And then we played the donkeys mm -hmm. teams and those were always like, I wouldn't say it was to the effect of like, you'd circle it on your schedule, but it's like, oh, great. Got to play them tonight. Yeah. Got to deal with that. And then we, and then we even played. So a few years ago we did this tournament and, oh, in the A division, there was four teams. So, so it was us, which was the Brochachos, which, by the way, we sent, out of our men's league, our men's league dynasty, we sent three kids to NCAA, right? Yeah. Was it three? Yeah. yeah. We had, yeah, three. we had three, we had three, we had three players that went Div 1. Div 1. From our, nice. from our summer our league beer league. From our yeah. summer beer league team. More, because us. And they, they played with you like growing up and then went D1. No. No, no, no. no. We, we probably, we he, probably corrupted them. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably the reason they only played for like a year or two. <laughs> but, but so, so we played in a tournament. There was scores, which is the club down in baltimore they were sponsored gentlemen's by that club. the gentlemen's yeah. club yeah. and it was actually we we lost we actually just played them in the championship game and lost by like one or two goals but it was really hard fought there was a little bodying but nothing was bad it was all mm -hmm. clean and it would when they would yeah, kind of bump good. you on the boards good game it was all for it was all for puck protection it wasn't yeah it wasn't like i'm gonna hit you because you're two feet from the boards not looking we played the donkeys team we massacred them and it was one of the most ridiculous things ever because every single thing they got very bent about, including when Mr. Goodwin well, 
got the water bottle knocked off and a friend of ours drank one, out of that no, water bottle. One of the best, <laughs> one of, <laughs> one of the uh, best players yeah. that we know, he went, he went backhand. He was on, he was on the goal line, backhand water bottle hits, it hits the ice. He goes back behind the net. He picks, <laughs> picks it, it up, up, takes a drink and puts it back on top of the net. <laughs> <laughs> and oh they went, gosh. Ape shit. They went ballistic. They were so oh my pissed. God. <laughs> I mean, who needs a chirp when you can do that? I didn't exactly. Even... <laughs> that, that was the most G move I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. That oh, is, man. wow. Just the, and the quick thinking too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it was also all one motion. Pre COVID move. We're not sharing water bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 sure. water bottles. That's a one and done yeah, yeah. sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. <laughs> that's oh that's the world I. That's the world I want to get back, back to. Yeah. <laughs> Popping water bottles off goalies' nets and drinking out of them. Drinking. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, the goal's right there, right? We, we're not getting back there. What are but, we it's, but it's it's kind of funny because Eric touched on it when we were saying, like, the podcast started, this is our 25th episode, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So 25 straight yeah. weeks. And it all started, I would definitely say, without a doubt, we've talked about this, if it wasn't for COVID and it was just normal times, we probably wouldn't have done probably anything not. with the podcast period. Yeah. No, that, no, no way at all. And you guys are turning around an episode a week? Yeah. yeah. Yes. We just jump Holy on cow. and record for an hour or so, and then I play with it for a little bit, and then wow. we upload it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean i feel <laughs> no i feel like the just having like the work that uh that i do now it's like you know more just a, a ton of like reading and like pulling stuff out and mm. we also do like a bunch of calls with our, our members and trying to identify like different trends but the ability to go back and like listen to what we've just said in the past hour and pull things out and cut it together. Like that's not an easy feat. Like that's a, <laughs> no, Aaron does, he does a good job. Yeah. Aaron does good. a really good job. <laughs> I've, I've gotten some practice. That's for sure. <laughs> I've definitely gotten better over time. <laughs> I just drink yeah. and make a few comments. He's really the rock star. <laughs> 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 oh. Going to to what you were you were just getting into about your work. So we kind of talked before about how your work and hockey are kind of starting to tie together, or you're noticing it. Yeah, for sure. So I well, I work in education policy now. So I moved out of the classroom, and I now work for a nonprofit that supports district and state superintendents in education. So I'm a senior associate for policy and advocacy. So I like look a lot at like what we have a membership of 38, like education leaders, like across the country. So I look to see like what they're doing, amplify best practices. I've gotten really good at this field because we've been interviewing people for the last couple of weeks. So I've like had to intro <laughs> what I like <laughs> times. I'm like, now I'm just on repeat. Um, no. And then identify like challenges that they're facing and like aligned policy solutions and then advocate for the solutions at the federal level, uh, which has been huge during COVID. But yeah, like DCPS or di- like District of Columbia Public Schools, like Baltimore Public Schools, like all of the superintendents there are are members or some of our members um, and are doing like amazing work. And it's been been really cool to be able to like follow them and see see what they're doing. And it's sort of like the path that my like Fulbright took also. I was like more interested in systems level stuff. 
Um, and my work in education has been like always focused like in the equity space and especially like in the racial equity space and looking like how systems um, of like oppression just inherently disadvantage different students in our education system. Mm. And I've sure like, you saw sort of plenty lived. of that in Mississippi. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then in New York too, like I like kind of alluded to it, but it's like, yeah, like it's definitely like all the white people in Mississippi are like, Oh, bless your heart for teaching black children. And I'm like, Oh my right. God. Oh, wow. like, yeah. Really oh. And it's like the schools, like all the white kids go to private schools, all the black kids go to public schools, uh, like quite literally like rode down the tracks. Like, you know, this is the good side of town. This is the bad side of town. Um, and just mm. like that rhetoric, but then it's like, you look in Brooklyn and like, um, the podcast the New York times put out this year, like nice white parents, it's like the same shit's happening in Dumbo. And you have, you know, parents who are like, Oh, like we're going to get super involved and like change the school around in this neighborhood that we're gentrifying. And it's like, you see just the same patterns just in like a masked fashion that are happening like across the country. Um, and so, well, I mean, like the work that I've done in education paired with just sort of like the reckoning of like racial justice in, in June with like the killing of unarmed black people, it also like really shined a light for me on how much of this also exists in the hockey space. And I feel like for a long time, I mean, forever, like hockey has been like my mental escape. Um, but I'm like, you know, there is work to be done here and there's like definitely a hockey culture and you like look around hockey and it's all very white. Um, mm-hmm. for like, you know, for the most part, but there are also like people who are doing like, I mean, I mentioned Erica Ayala earlier, uh, and she's amazing. Like black girl hockey club has stepped up in ways that I'm like this, you know, you shouldn't be the only one who's like saying all of these things, um, and bringing people like to light the fact that like when the NHL is like, yeah, black lives matter. And they like show like one picture of like a white dude going to like a black lives matter protest. And I'm like, okay, this is not solving anything. You're also like, this is just an example of like how you could be performative. (laughs) But yeah, I think that like, you know, just turning like the next page of like how I meld my work together. Um, I got into this, uh, like leadership fellowship program that I'm doing. And like my capstone project is like looking at how to like grow the women's hockey community and connect the women's hockey community in a way that is like more equitable. So like there's, um, for the past couple of years, I've coached the Washington wolves, which is the women's ice hockey team in DC. And so there's a C team and a D team and we play out of Fort DuPont, which mm-hmm. is a rink in ward seven. Yeah. Uh, and the rink kicks back like a ton of, uh, support to the community and like making sure that people in the community, like have the opportunity to skate, have the opportunity to play hockey um, and so each year we've like run a fundraiser for them, uh, and done like a little three V three tournament and brought in some money to help, help support and kick back some funds uh, to subsidize hockey in the area. So it's like just building on that and like building on the momentum that like, you know, you go, you come to an area and you like plug into the hockey community. I like, moved here from New York and I was like obsessed with New York. And then, then I come here and I was like, Lindsay, this place is trash. I started playing hockey and like six months in, I was like, I have a community, like I have yeah. the sport that I love and I'm like, I love DC. Like I was like, I, I can have a car here and like there's outdoors and I can like drive, you know, I can drive to the beautiful Maryland and like go yeah, out. Right? Yeah, yeah, Amber, some of us, some of us live here just because it's not New York. New York. Gosh. But no, I mean, we're, we're, we're looking, we're like looking to buy a house here. Like we are, we're totally settling down. But like wow. a huge reason of that is like the hockey community. So it's like, 
you know, hockey is such an amazing thing and trying to identify like those opportunities to like break down the systems that have like kept people from playing hockey and like people of color and people from low income backgrounds and trying to identify like, how do you actually like set up a conversation about that? And like how it's like, you look around the NHL and the NWHL and you're like, there are very few like BIPOC players. Um, right. like, why is that happening? And how do you like elevate the voices that exist? Like Erica, like black girl hockey club, and then how do you also like build a different system where it's like anyone who wants to play can play? Um, so that's, I have like a little uh, crew that I'm working with that are all just like some pretty heavy hitters, like in the women's hockey community, just to help, help bridge those gaps and like connect the community. And we're, we've started pulling together some emails of everyone who uh, like every woman that we know that like plays in the area, just to start like building some, some momentum around it. So it's ex- ex- cool. exciting. That's, exciting. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of funny you mentioned uh, the Washington Wolves. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. has actually played you guys. My wife played hockey, and well, before is she, on the she had her second kid. She is. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I know. I know. Eric said the hockey community is small, and it, it, it's very small. It is, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good time. That's awesome yeah. that your wife plays. That's great. Yeah. So she she'll probably be back next season, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, the Wolves, like the, it's also been interesting during COVID. I'm sure you guys have probably seen something similar, just like the demographic of people who have been playing. So it's like the Wolves are, we have a C team and a D team, both teams range in age. Well, the D team is definitely on the older side. The C team ranges in age from like 24 to like, probably like 50, 50 ish. Um, but the wolves pretty unanimously, there was like 18 players that like, were interested in playing, but out of the group of like 45, like there wasn't a critical mass to like do anything. And then like Mawa, it's like, we're not having a season. Um, but there's been like the same group of not wolves, but like a combination of all the other teams that have been like playing consistently and just going to like all these different skates. Um, but it's definitely like a, a different, like young, much younger demographic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a 70, 70 year old who plays on the wolves and just got a knee replacement oh yeah <laughs> oh that means that means everyone's screwed now yeah, yeah. wheeling around so is that so is that yeah i would love to do that 3v3 thing it's so fun why it is it awesome. it's also like pretty cheap to to rent out but we've like rented it out like for some just like scrimmages too but <laughs> it's a blast Eric and I, yeah, Eric and I took our Mites yeah. team there a few years ago oh, on Whitey's Pond yeah. in Laurel. Yeah, yeah. The Laurel Outdoor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was sick. it was It was actually fun because I had the eye black on and everything. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I get I get super into yeah. the outdoor stuff. I love it. <laughs> and there were two or three kids that I, I told all the parents a hundred times leading up to them, like, this game's going to be a little different. Not because it's a scrimmage, but it's outside. It's supposed to be about 35 with wind. If you want, give your kids some cheap sunglasses because the sun's going to be shining. I would encourage mm-hmm. eye black and, you know, maybe gloves under their gloves and all that stuff. Johnny, Johnny plays there, for keeps. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, mess around. He was trying to I'll get all around. the advantage. I wanted, I wanted well, the worst is, well, so, so I did, well, I did the eye black. I did the eye black as like, kind of like a joke thing. Like I, but I was reffing, yeah. so like it helped. But the best I'm like, oh, do you want some eye black? Do you want some? And all the parents are like, you're freaking idiot dude like get out of here (laughs) and then like five minutes into it when they realized because the tri-city team was kind of smart they're like yeah we'll have that net to start not knowing 
Oh, the sun the goes sun. this way. Yeah, it goes <laughs> this way. So all the parents are like, hey, Johnny, you got some of that eye black? I'm like, no, I locked it up. You didn't want it, so I didn't do anything for you. But I'm taking this away. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, we skated on, actually, uh, the old guy's pond a few years ago. It was still one of the best things we've done oh, yeah. in the last couple of years, it's just so all day. I know. It's a shame. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually so learned bad. today, and I did not know this before, but the um, reflecting pool down by the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. was an ice rink at one point. They, yeah. they like froze in like huh. 1923, and they yeah, like yeah. thought they were like thinking about making it into like a permanent winter, you know, little wonderland and like putting compressors under there or whatever and like <laughs> making it the world's largest ice rink. But tragically, yeah, yeah. that idea was passed up. So <laughs> now we have Fort Dupont as our only indoor ice rink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if you've seen the pictures from like the early 20s where when it used mm-hmm. to freeze, but it's, it's wild. Like there's, there are people out there in ice skates and like full three-piece suits. <laughs> Yeah, like, top hats. Yeah, it's like, it's wild. Like, it's, Tails, it's cool. roaring twenties. We got well, yeah, they, out there. Yeah, yeah, they kind of. They kind of. They actually. Yeah, they treated it almost like the Ottawa Canal. Like they almost treated yeah. it like there. Yeah, yeah. Like people would skate. Yeah, like Rideau, I mean, yeah. I'm sure yeah. they definitely had like an illegal speakeasy somewhere down there. I'm sure it's still there. <laughs> and then I, like, in the Netherlands, um, this thing where it's like, and it hasn't been cold enough to do it, but they used to have like a, an annual like skate between like 17 different cities or something like that. Oh, wow. And it's like all of these like rivers have to freeze in order for it to be a thing. But it's like oh, a, wow. they're huge into speed skating. Like hockey was definitely like smaller, but like yeah. speed skating is speed skating and field hockey are huge but. and i don't i don't know how long you've been in dc but um like i grew up in the area uh mm-hmm. the cno canal will freeze occasionally enough that you can skate on it and there's like most of the people that are involved in the hockey community around here like you'll hear about it like it, like now it's on social media before it would be like you know email or whatever um mm-hmm. you know people will go down there and there's there will be, you know, multiple uh, pond hockey games going on on the CNO Canal. Just people showing up. Uh, I think it's like Lock Seven or something like that. Um, uh-huh. It's only it's only happened a few times, but it's it's awesome. Like that's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, the canals in Amsterdam froze once, and I got to skate on them. It was great. Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. there's cool. a little uh, there's a little park up here, Pinecliff. Eric was the one who told me about it. And I remember like him and I would email back. This is like, this is like when I first started playing men's league when I was like 18, 19 and I met him and he's like, Hey man, um, the pine cliff park, it may freeze like in two weeks. I was looking at the schedule and it, and it did. And he goes, we only will have this Saturday. So it was like Austin, his son, me, him. And then like some other people, we didn't have a net or anything, but we just skated around and just passed the puck. It was, I mean, and yeah. for, for us, like, we live in Maryland, so we know those opportunities are so far and few between just to be able to skate outside. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. For the, there's this, um, pond hockey tournament out in Colorado in Silverthorne, the uh, PBR pond hockey tournament. Yep. Yes, Have you guys heard of it? Yes, yeah. Yes. We went the past two years and won the past two years. Oh, yeah. And we were, we were supposed to go oh, this year, but like COVID, oh. we're not, we're not going, but we got free entry. We were joking last week. We're like, we were kind of joking like a COVID bucket list, like, you know, for hockey. Uh-huh. 
So it'd be like an AHL game. All of us would go and we we're like, we got to do a pond hockey tournament. It's we've talked about it it's for 10 years. So fun. Yeah, it is so <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, And it was hysterical too, because like, I don't, it's more of like, a, I guess like a local thing. Like all the other teams were for, from Colorado. Sure. It's like, we brought in a team. It's like my sister found out about the tournament, brought in a couple girls from California. My buddy, Julie from like growing up came in from Idaho where she lives now. We had like some people from New York come out. So we had like this hodgepodge team of like, people from literally all over and just got an Airbnb like close to the rink. And it was awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if she wants to, if she wants to play on our team, we're going on the East coast. We could bring Amber on the team. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you guys going? Or have you, they have some. There's Lake Louise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, We want to go to Alberta for sure. Yeah. Really, uh, <laughs> we want to do the one in Burlington, ideally. Yeah, Burlington, yeah. Vermont. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't want to say our... the donkeys are going, but Dylan is organizing a team. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's Maryland crabs, though. That's crabs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I also heard yeah. about the faction. You know, the division of the donkeys and the crabs. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so like oh, no. Goody and Dylan kind of went off and did the crabs on their own, mm-hmm. and it's actually made up of players. From the donkeys and and OFPG, yeah. Yeah. Oh. so they're gonna get shunned. Yeah, they won't be invited. <laughs> so that means the donkeys won't invite them to the award show they hold every rats. <laughs> oh man, oh. they can't. <laughs> they can't buy the. Uh, they can't buy the Jeep uh, wheel covers. Yeah, they can't. Do <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We just yeah. the biggest the biggest yeah. thing with the donkeys. It's actually mm. not always the on ice thing. It's they have shells. They have jumpsuits. They have bags and all the other stuff and we're like well yeah and it's like why like what's going on here like (laughs) i mean and i'm i'm probably one of the more outspoken ones i'm like you guys must have not have played on a lot of youth sports teams growing up just yelling at them like i'm pretty doing it for this for that i mean exactly yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're gonna say it next week and everyone's like you're so mean you're like that's not for me. I swear, I, I, I stole that. That's not for me. No, I'm using that dragon burn for sure. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally out of context. Yeah, We're but you gotta, you have to meet. A... I'll bring it out with a 19 year old. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. There's the worst part is in this day and age in 2021, you're gonna say it, and some kid's gonna turn and go, "How'd you know?" <laughs> that's, that's probably what's even worse. Uh, no, still, so still waiting for that one. <laughs> so, Amber, is there anything else that you want to talk about that you? I, I mean, we don't have a huge platform to, <laughs> to uh, soapbox on, but I mean, I it mean, is your quarter of a century podcast. It is, so, yeah. So, I mean, you're you're twenty five percent of the way to a hundred. Don't, right. don't undercut yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not not anything. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head. I mean, thank right. you for the invite. Like I said, I feel like I'm really like riding this one year of like playing in that WHL like for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a pretty cool experience, though. I mean, yeah, we, we didn't really ask you a whole lot about that. Um, did you? Did you guys? You guys did 
I didn't do quite so well that first season, though, if I recall. No, right. we were like a gritty team of like we did beat Boston though on my birthday, so really <laughs> nice. nothing better than that. Honestly, who who even needs a playoff spot? Well, <laughs> um, actually, it was funny. Like one of <laughs> at the beginning of at the end of the season, like so Buffalo like came and like played. Um, I don't even we we had, like lost. They were playing like Boston, I think, in in New York or in Newark. Um, and ended up losing, but we were like partying with them afterwards. And we were like at a random bar, like in, in Chelsea. And like, there was a random trophy and we like picked it up and took a picture and we're like, we're the first last place team ever. (laughs) 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 But Like just the excitement in the league, like the first year and the fact that there are like so many players that are still involved and like, you know, every, every aspect, like Stretchy's coaching, like Lando's still playing on the whale, Weber's still playing on the whale, like Packer is gone from like, love the girl, but being a little bit of a mess, like the first year to now being like the captain of the Riveters and like a mom, like it's just, it's been amazing to sort of see like the progression, like Kira is still playing on the Riveters, like Bray was like on the Riveters and then was like GM of Connecticut. Um, and just to like also watch like Danny so gracefully like grow the league to where it was and or like to where it is now and then like transition off and there's I mean tremendous opportunities for women's hockey like even just like I mentioned and you guys probably saw too is like they had like 1.3 million viewers this weekend yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and like landed a partnership with Discover like are going to be yes, on NBC NBC's, like yes. going under but like yeah I think just the the coverage that it's getting the momentum that it's getting um, is huge and it was. Yeah, amazing to be a beginning, like to be part of the beginning of that, um, and just to be able to continue to be like involved in in any way. Um, random, super random part of my hockey career that we didn't talk about, but I will bring up almost as random as Netscape. Uh, I did play <laughs> ball hockey. I like I had like a student playing ball hockey and like played for the U.S. team um, and played over in the Czech Republic in Worlds in 2018. That's sick. And ended up winning a silver <laughs> medal. It was just. So fucking weird because uh, I, so Sheree is actually the one who got me into ball hockey, the same woman who like played on the Riveters with me and like picked me up and drove my ass to Lake Placid. Um, <laughs> and like, like ball hockey is like, we were playing in front of like stadiums filled with like thousands of people in the Czech Republic. And like, you could say ball hockey people here and people are like, what is ball what? hockey? <laughs> um, and yeah, they're, I just bring it up too, because they're like looking for coaches for the, um, like the national team for 2022 and my name was like thrown into the hat and I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, sounds good. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if something will pan out there, but it's, it was so entertaining. Um, yeah. It's one of those things like floorball. Cause I have like a floorball yeah. stick and I'll mess around and it's like over here. It's like, you'll see some hockey kids do it as like a warm up. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe every now yeah. and then you'll see like, like Pavel Barber, I know will mess around with a little bit. And he's like, Oh, this is a great off ice tool. And you go to Europe, they like play in the hockey arenas and they pack the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Or Bendy. Bendy's another thing. Bandy, I didn't Bandy, Bandy. I Bandy. Yeah. 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 I saw it in the Netherlands and I was like, what the hell is going on? No, no, it's probably. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you've actually seen it. I, <laughs> yeah. I've just seen it. Obscure sports. Obscure sports. Well, you know, I, I want to almost circle back though. It's kind of funny how you were mentioning the national women's hockey league, how you were on the, you were on the ground floor to start. Mm-hmm. They had 1.3 million views, you know, on their stream. 
whoever in the I, I want to say this, whoever in the management circle or in the media side of it, whoever decided we're going to stream it on Twitch until the mm-hmm. NBC Brilliant. deal kicks in, whoever decided that that person needs a million yeah. bazillion well, dollars, anything like a ton Twitch. of yeah. game stock stock. They need that. They need to yeah, get that song. Get that get song. But but whoever whoever came with that because you know, we were joking about it. I'm I self-admittedly because I'm closed-minded on technology and I do think it's all Skynet to some extent. Like mm-hmm. I had to sign up for Twitch. I was like, what the hell is this platform? I'm not a video game streamer. I don't need it. Like well, I downloaded you it. That, but you use Discord. I know. <laughs> oh, he doesn't use well, Discord. Oh, he I has don't. been required. Hold on, yeah. don't get, Hold on a second. Don't get he it. doesn't use it. He yeah, has don't. to use it. I have to use it. Like the only reason why I know about Twitch or Discord is because my wife. Because she's like, <laughs> yeah. <a> gamer. <laughs> but yeah, I was so thrilled when I logged on to watch the first Ribs game. I I was like, man, this is super convenient. This is easy. And then seeing the chat platform in there. I was mm-hmm. like, man, this is great. Like, this and they is their remotes. Yeah, yep. this, is yeah. Cool. this is great yeah. to to join the stream. And the one thing I did notice, and I we kind of joked how Twitter sometimes is a dumpster fire, but mm-hmm. everything I saw in the chat, I did not engage in anything. It was all super positive, super cool, like no gypsies or anything. You know, like no. One yeah, well, they jerk. also have moderators like that. that are like yeah. that's it, insanely but, smart. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. But you can like, tell when something's getting moderated. They weren't having to that's dump true. too much. So yeah, they yeah. Didn't, I, I think the chat was in general pretty positive to begin with. Yeah, even before March. Yeah. So yeah, and also Twitch too. It's a younger. I mean, and I'm not a you know tech blogger or anything, but it's a younger <laughs> platform. More more kids mm-hmm. are going to go to that. So. You're going to see more eyes from a youth and perspective in terms of girl. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the youths out there are going to look at the that youths. Youths. On, the, <laughs> on the computer <laughs> machines. Yeah. On the computer machine. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, oh, I get right, God, Aaron. I still get my inner, I still get my interwebs from the CD. Right, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got, so, he's got 5,000 free hours. He's only on the yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I need an AIM handle to log on to this. What is this? (laughs) No, I I saw something. Well, this joke won't land as well with you guys. But you remember like all those like random like cartoon sort of like people that you could make like little cartoon like emojis almost. Bitmoji? Yeah. Yeah. No, but like way before Bitmoji, like early, (laughs) early AIM sort of computer days. But I saw something on Instagram the other day and then it was like, if you made one of these, start using eye cream. (laughs) 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 This is when you get, you go into preventative measures. Hit hard, hit hard. Yeah. Well, you know what? So I kind of like, I was joking with a coworker to, today i know i'm old now because when i saw snow and stuff on the ground my girlfriend she's a teacher in frederick county and she uh-huh. on monday night at like seven o'clock was like hey we don't have school i'm like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> like this is insane and i'm like i didn't go up a hill with my books or anything both ways but i know we went to school when there was this much snow on the ground and then even today they canceled it again i'm like this is how i know i'm old because i'm 
I'm still at home due to COVID, and I'm like one of those who complains whipper, about these the whipper schools whipper snappers. Closing. <laughs> yeah, these are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I feel like an old man. They're not yeah. hard. I know. I feel like an old, yeah, like an old man in the dust bowl. Like the person without the kid. Yeah. Yeah, the one without yeah, the, 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 the kid. Yeah, the one without the kid. Yeah, the one without the kid. Exactly. Yeah. No kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for coming on. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We'll definitely have to have you back on anytime that you want to. Thanks again for spending some time with us tonight. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm going to need an invite to one of those Sunday skates. That's honestly the, oh. the prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is doable. I got to get a true beers in the lot. Yeah, if yeah. we get yeah. invited yeah. to round three, we'll, we'll make it happen. Consider it a deal. I mean, the ice <laughs> melts in about March, so it's going to need to be a, a fast yeah, fix. Pretty but, quick. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's fine. Uh, well, have a great one. Thank you so much. All right. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Bye. Of course. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you again for listening. Please remember to tell your friends, family members, ex-teammates, current teammates, whether they played pro, semi-pro, professional, anything like that. Just let them listen to the episode. And if you want to engage on more conversation with us, please go to beersandalot.com slash discord. Thanks. Catch you next week.